Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Welcome back, everyone. We just concluded the command of Christ, beware of false prophets. And in this episode, Gabe is going to go ahead and introduce a new command and the verses where we get this command from. So the command that we're covering in this time is pray for laborers, and it comes from Matthew chapter 9, and I'm going to go ahead and read a few verses prior to the command to give us a little bit of context of this command. So we'll go in Matthew chapter 9, starting in verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as a sheep having no shepherd. Then saith the end to his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. And then here's our command in verse 38. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth labors into his harvest. And so we see the command is pray. Right. But specifically here, it's highlighting the importance of praying for laborers. And Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking of how we um, just wrapped up the command, beware of false prophets. And it was talking about how false prophets come as wolves and sheep's clothing. And we talked about the damage and the harm that that can bring. And just seeing that there is somewhat of a connection here to this command, because Jesus, right before he gave this command, was he said he looked out at the multitudes, moved with compassion because they were as sheep having no shepherd. And so we see that part of the way that sheep are protected from um, false teaching and from false prophets are through laborers being raised up for, for raised up by the Lord who will love and care for the sheep and mm-hmm. disciple them and encourage them and, and and come alongside them in their walk with God. And so one of actually the 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 ways that God protects His people from false teachers and false prophets is through laborers that love him and love his word and declare truth and so this command is in some ways connected to the other one in the sense of god's desire that we would pray for laborers those that fear him and walk with him and love his word and that but that would that would disciple and encourage and challenge others to walk with god and as they walk with god they would by then beware of, of false teaching mm-hmm. and false prophets Gabe, I love this command. I'm super excited uh, to talk about this command over the next four episodes. But as we get into this episode, we want to talk a little bit about context. And leading up to this command, we have uh, in Matthew 8 through 9, we have Jesus engaging in public ministry. He is healing diseases. He is, I believe, casting out you know evil spirits. He is he's doing all of these things. And 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 I just kind of get the feel like the disciples are just standing or sitting there just like watching and absorbing. And then you have at the end of Matthew chapter 9, starting here at verse 37 through 38, we get this command, pray for laborers. And then right after Jesus gives this command to pray for laborers, we actually see in Matthew chapter 10 that Jesus commissions his disciples, gathers them together, commissions them, and then empowers them to go out and to do what they had just seen Jesus doing. And Gabe, what I love about this command is that I like what one person said. It's the bridge command. 
in many ways. It's the command that the disciples had just been watching Jesus do all this earthly ministry. And then it's like he turns to them and he says, in, 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 a, in a roundabout way, if you want to do this, if you want to be involved in this kind of ministry, pray for laborers. And it's just almost like the connection between Jesus's ministry and then the disciples' ministry is this command to pray for laborers. And the emphasis of it being to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth labors into the harvest. And what I love about that, Gabe, is that it takes the emphasis off my ability, what I can do, and it puts it on God's ability, God sending out the labors. It puts it back on God's wisdom and, and his knowing of who needs to be sent where and when. And so I just think this this command to pray for labors finds itself in a very special spot of Jesus having done ministry. The disciples are probably standing there like, well, how do we do this? And then Jesus says, pray for labors. And then he commissions them and empowers them. It's never, the sense I get, Gabe, is it's never our own ability. It's God's ability. And we're enabled through the power of his Holy Spirit to do this. Well, and it's interesting, too, just how the, the observations that Jesus made of the people before he gave this command. Because I think when we see what Jesus observed and which was part, that then he gave this command, it helps us see his heart for this command. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's he saw that the people were weary, right? They were they were probably tired. He saw their physical needs. But then he saw past just their physical needs. He mm -hmm. saw their spiritual needs, right? He saw that they were scattered. Right. It says right. they were scattered as a sheep having no shepherd. So there, there, there seemed to be a lack of unity. There seemed to be a lack of focus and a lack of vision. You know, Scripture says without a vision, the people perish. Yes. Right. And there seemed to be a lack of vision. They were scattered in, and maybe not in a lot of direction. And then, then when sheep scatter, there's even less protection. Right. Cause they, and, and so they were scattered and they had no shepherd. So they didn't have someone caring for them and taking their responsibility and providing leadership and oversight. And so we see that Jesus didn't just see the people's physical need, but he saw the spiritual need as well. Mm -hmm. He saw both. And then he yes. gives this command. He's moved with compassion. He says, pray for laborers. And so I think as we see this heart that the Lord has, that we, as God begins to open our eyes to see people the way he sees them, the same thing happens. We are moved with compassion and care um, for people, and we see God's heart to reach people with the gospel, to disciple people, to work in their lives, and, 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 and we begin to pray in line with his heart for laborers to go out into the harvest field. And for our listeners, they may be thinking, okay, so what's this idea of the harvest and praying for laborers to enter into the harvest? Like, what is this picture? What is this, you know, what is this idea that Jesus is, is, is trying to communicate? And, and obviously, clearly, in context, the harvest is these needy people. You know, if you, and that's why one of the reasons why we take our first episode on any given command to give context, because it really gives the fuller picture to what's going on. And this, this harvest field are these needy people. And, and we could put it this way, all the way up to this point in the book of Matthew, Jesus has been talking and, and emphasizing one particular thing over and over again. It's the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And his desire clearly is that all men enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know, we talked about, gave the command to choose the narrow way and that there is only one gate 
and that there is only one way and that the gate is Christ and that the way is Christ. And so I think just with with this picture of praying for labors that God would send forth labors in the harvest, the idea is, is that God wants all to enter into the kingdom, to all to have a personal relationship with him. And he needs people, labors, believers in Jesus Christ who can go out, who can minister to the needs of people, who can interact with people, who can pray for people, who can share the love of God, who can share the word of God, who can share the way of salvation with people. He needs people. And so this is where we get this idea of praying for labors and that the that the harvest are these needy people who need salvation, who need a relationship with God, and that the labors are believers. Because I think when we see that, when we see that the harvest is people and just God's heart for people to know him and to walk with him, it causes us to start to be moved with the same thing that was moving Jesus here. Yes. And it was something called compassion. I love that, Gabe. Because I think sometimes when we just say the word compassion, we can sometimes just think, oh, he felt sorry for him. Or just kind of think of it in a really kind of right. a lighter way. Right. But I want us to see the weight of this. Because when you look at the definition for the word compassion in this verse, you see that this wasn't just, oh, he felt sorry. This was very weighty. Listen to what it. Listen to the, the definition of the Greek word here for compassion. It means to have the bowels yearn, feel sympathy, mm. and it says to have pity be moved with compassion mm-hmm. and so this isn't just oh i'm sorry for them it's like this yearning and this compassion and this 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 passionate desire for them to know and to walk with god it's like this um it, it, it it's something that that is, that is so weighty that it moves the whole person mm-hmm. and i think what happens jesus had this compassion but what needs to happen is it's like we need to allow the lord jesus to share his compassion and perspective with us as we spend time in his word, as we seek his face, as we allow him to give us the way his viewpoint on those around us, our hearts begin to be moved with this same compassion. Because I think that the motivation for this command behind it to pray Mm -hmm. for labors is actually when we are moved with the same compassion Jesus is. And so it's like when we're moved with his compassion, when we're moved with his heart, when we begin to see things the way he does, when we begin to see the sheep having no shepherd, when we begin to see that the harvest is plenteous, but there's not enough laborers, then we're moved in compassion to pray mm-hmm. as well and to cry out to God to work in the way that only he can, to raise up people that walk with him, that would go out and reap this harvest. Mm-hmm. I love that, that Jesus is compassionate. And you know, if Jesus is compassionate, guess who also is compassionate? Our Heavenly Father. God is compassionate. We have a compassionate God who understands our needs. And I think that's just just so beautiful. And thank you for sharing that, Gabe. And I think that is a critical, if we truly want to walk in this command, we have to be compassionate. And, And Gabe, I was just thinking as you were sharing, well, how do we become compassionate then? I think it's meditating on passages like this where you see Jesus's heart you see the people's needs and then you see how he responded as we meditate and saturate our hearts and minds on these passages it's almost like Jesus's compassion becomes our compassion and I think that's critical but another thing I want to point out Gabe with this that I mentioned earlier but I think it's worth repeating is that the emphasis is not our ability. Again, what is the command? Pray for labors. Jesus 
saw the multitudes. And you know what? You know, even though Jesus what you know is the son of God and he had all power, he had all ability, he had all authority, he it's amazing because he even recognized the need for laborers to come alongside him to labor in this harvest field. And and but how is that done? It's done, one of the ways it's done, one of the key ways it's done is by praying and interceding. And that takes the focus off of me and my ability, and that puts the focus on God and his ability. I'm reminded of Psalm 127, um, which is a really powerful scripture passage in the Psalms where it says, except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. And except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman wakes, but in Vain. In other words, unless God is the empowerment, unless God is the one that's making a way, that's enabling us, literally reaching the harvest is in vain. And that's what I love about this command is it's turning our focus to the one that can empower us and that empowers others to work in the harvest field. Another thing we see here in this passage is just that the Lord being referred to as the Lord of the harvest. And we just see that our God is the Lord of the harvest. And I think it's so important for us to see that this is part of who he is. That it's right. like part of his character. It's part of its nature. This is almost like one of the names of God. Like it, he is the Lord of the harvest. Wow. Um, that that that. That, that this is part of his heart. This is part of his character and his nature. And I think it's important to realize that because that causes us to realize since he is the Lord of the harvest, since he is the one that is sending forth the laborers, that it's like we need to pray for him because he's the one that knows best the needs of the harvest. I mean, you think about it, if someone's the Lord of the harvest, the manager over mm-hmm. the harvest, then they know best the needs. They yes. know best the, the where, where the aspects of the harvest that are the most ready. Like, mm-hmm. like, like God knows. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like our job is to pray in agreement with him and say, okay, God, yes. would you send out laborers and you know and yep. he'll strategically place the right people as needed mm-hmm. in the right places to be most effective for his kingdom, to most effectively reach the world for Christ, to most effectively disciple. Like, he knows that. Yes. And so we pray to him as the Lord of the harvest to place those he knows um, in the right places, in the right times, in the right ways. And we see him doing this all throughout scripture. It's so good that he's the Lord of the harvest and we're not. Yes. <laughs> because he knows who would best, who he wants to use to reach these different areas and these mm-hmm. different people. I mean, I think even in Scripture, you know, if we were Lord of the Harvest, we would have chosen wrongly. You know what I mean? Even yep. if you just look at the stories in Scripture, like like if we were Lord of the Harvest, we would have chosen Paul to be the apostle to the Jews, not to the Gentiles, right? We would have thought, oh, he's the you know the Pharisee of Pharisees. We would have chosen him to reach the Jews. And while he was used in different ways to reach Jewish people, he was used as the one to go to the Gentiles. And yet that was strategically placed by God as Lord of the harvest. He knew that was what was needed. You know, we would not have chosen a tax collector of Matthew to be someone to, to, to you know, to um, to va- help evangelize the world and to, to um, through the Holy Spirit, write one of the Gospels. Like, we, we you know, he's like an IRS agent. Yeah, you, you don't pick I mean? an IRS agent to do that. <laughs> and it's like, but, 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 but Jesus knew that that was what was yeah. needed. And, 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 and then, like, like, we would have not chosen a hothead like Peter to be, like, a key person in the early church, right? Like, mm. like he was kind of you know, um, uh, impetuous and different things, but it was like, but Jesus knew that he was the right one to go in the harvest field at that time. Mm-hmm. Or or we wouldn't have chosen, you think about the woman at the well, you know, and how Jesus used her to in many ways begin to evangelize her town and to bring other people to yeah. him. You know, we yeah. wouldn't have chosen this Samaritan woman, um, and yet Jesus did. 
And so we have to see that, that um, and then ultimately with his disciples, he chose uneducated and unlearned men to wow. reach the world for him. And so I think we have to see that it's good that he is Lord of the harvest. In other words, what I'm saying, Nate, is he knows better than we do. That's right. He's Lord of the harvest. He knows, and, and we see in all those different mm-hmm. ones that he chose and all throughout the scriptures, the, the labors that he sent out were most effective for reaching mm-hmm. um, people for his kingdom and brought forth much eternal mm-hmm. fruit for him and his kingdom. So this puts us in a place of when we go to prayer of dependence on Jesus. That's right. As the Lord of the harvest, he knows better than us. So we need to be praying mm-hmm. and asking him to send out the right people at the right time to the right places to reach the world for mm-hmm. Christ and for his kingdom. That's right. And for our listeners... I think this is very critical because it doesn't have to do with our abilities, what we can, what we cannot do. It has to do with God's ability. And you might be saying, well, you know, I, I don't feel like I can evangelize. I don't feel like I'm good at this or, 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 or I'm good at reaching out to people. And, 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 and that it really doesn't have anything to do with our abilities. It has to do with God's ability and our willingness to be a channel of prayer to to pray to seek the lord to and to get the lord's heart on this matter and i pray that this this episode has really stirred you and given you a desire to have a compassion like jesus had when he looked out and he saw the multitudes he had compassion he saw their needs and our prayer our heart's desire that as you listen to these episodes on the command to pray for laborers is that you get the heart of jesus that you get the heart of god that when you see people you don't see them for face value but you actually see them for their needs and that that begins to stir a burden in your heart to pray to the lord to work and intervene in their lives we're looking forward to our next episode as we talk about how does this command relate to us god bless you and we hope that you join us then thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of christ brought to you by the home discipleship network if you would like to go deeper in this month's focus head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command and if today is your first time with us please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.